Hey, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein, and tonight I will be sitting in traffic talking with Chris Laporta of the band Can't Swim. Hello. Hey, Chris. What's up? What's up? It's Neil. How are you? Dude, how's it going? It's going uh, pretty well. Cool. Pretty well. How's your night? It's going good. Um, I think like you, I just got in my car as well. and uh, Nice. My night is good. How was your night? You're going uh, from Manhattan to New Jersey right now. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Tell me, uh, tell me about your band, man. Because, uh, like, all I know is that it's good. That's all I know about it. <laughs> well, thank you. That's uh, hopefully that's all you should uh, be told. Um, it's cool, man. Uh, Hodge is a good friend of mine, and I think he's a good friend of yours. Um, yeah. He, I just started sending demos. I, uh, if you want the long spiel, I, uh, yeah, we I got we got plenty of time, man. Plenty of time. Um, yeah, I uh, I played drums in bands my whole life. Um, never played guitar, never sang, never really was a songwriter. Never really wanted to, never, like, had the the aberration to do it. I just, um, I, you know, I loved playing the drums. I, I, I got a chance to travel the world and tour a lot playing the drums. I had no... What, what bands were you in? Uh, currently, um, in the last couple of months... I played drums for that band called Trash Talk. It's like a fast hardcore band. Um, yeah. Nothing really notable um, growing up, just like New Jersey bands. Um, but yeah, so then about a year, I guess a year and a half ago, um, the boring story is that like I, my laptop broke, and I, I bought a new laptop, and that laptop had a computer program on it that you can like record yourself. I borrowed a guitar from a friend of mine who now is actually the other guitar player in Can't Swim. And then I just started messing around, like, after work, just kind of YouTubing guitar chords and kind of just playing the game and, you know. Um, and then the songs kind of started to come together. I uh, sent them to a friend of mine named Danny. He did sound, actually, for another band that I was in. Um, I sent him the demos, and then he was nice enough to want to jump on board and kind of like dig into the songs a little bit more uh, why are you uh, why are you so secretive about the bands you've been in <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you you know. <laughs> i'm very good at that part <laughs> what, what was the band that he did sound for uh it was like this singer songwriter guy um named miles garber uh he's actually okay. a pretty close friend of mine but yeah it was just like a acoustic tambourine very like low kind of thing and yeah Danny did the sound in front of house for it um sorry to interrupt <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> me and him hit it off that night and then a couple of weeks later we got to talking and I sent him the demos and then uh yeah and then pretty shortly after that we were going into Brooklyn every night he had like a little rehearsal spot and it was super simple a couple of mics a couple of amps um and we basically just retracted the demos that I have done and that's it. And then we mixed it and mastered it ourselves. Well, Danny did. Um, and then we started sending it around to a few friends, one of them being Hodge. 
And is, uh, is this what we're is this what we're is it like is this what we yes, hear sir. now or these demos? Yes, yep, yep. We never we didn't have to re-record them. We actually mixed and mastered. Uh, Danny did all of it, and then the record label that was signed to was called Pure Noise. Once yep. they heard the songs, they really didn't have any qualms with them. They they uh, liked them the way they were, and then we just put it out. Um, yeah, we just did Death Deserves a Name as an EP. And it wasn't really long after that. Like, uh, after we finished it, I'd say about two weeks, three weeks after, I was on the phone with the guys over at Pure Noise, and we were setting up the deal. Um, and then I recruited just, like, some friends that I had to be in the band. Um, and then the, the producer, like I said, Danny, he can play every instrument like he's absolutely ridiculous but um he stepped on to play the drums and then that was it and the band was formed and we started touring pretty much right after that start touring right away yeah yeah uh the, we signed officially in december i think and then the record came out at the end of or the record came out in february but we started releasing songs in january and then yeah like at the end of january i guess we or february we started playing shows I don't know. I'm not very good at this. I should have did my homework before I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> so this this band is brand new. Like like the stuff I'm hearing is the very first stuff that you guys did. Totally. Yep. It was the very first five songs I ever wrote in my entire life. Luckily enough. Um, wow. Yeah. It came out. In, it came out in February. I think it came out in February 26th. So. I hate your guts. I hate <laughs> you so much. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate, uh, dude. It's definitely. I like to blame it on beginner's luck. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. This I'm, I just I just I just did an episode with the with the Jess from Mirror Eyes. Are you familiar with that band? No, I'm not. Uh, very cool uh, band, female singer, uh, heavy aggressive stuff, and uh, melodic but heavy and aggressive. And like they're the same thing. Like they you know they just they recorded and put stuff out before they even play the show. Yeah. And I'm just noticing, you know, there's this new, uh, you're using what's available to you in a new, it's a new thing. It's, totally. Yeah. It wasn't available to do in the 90s, and so no one did that that way. But now it's totally viable, and it's, you know, I, Back in the day, you would, like, shit on a, a band if they hadn't played a show. Like, oh, just recording right away? You haven't even played a show. <laughs> but now you can't do Like, you can't do that. It's totally a viable, realistic thing. You're using the technology that exists to your advantage. And, I mean, awesome bands are coming out of it, you know? like For sure. Yeah, no, I know. It's pretty wild. Like, I think, like you said, yeah, like back in the day, it would it, you'd have to save up so much money to just be able to get studio time, and now you can make a record for like 150 bucks. And I think, really think, like you said, it has pros and its cons. You know, I think a lot. I think music is now totally like oversaturated because of that. You know, any kid can make 150 songs and put them on iTunes, and I think it get you know pretty cloudy and you can kind of get lost in it but like you said you could get a record deal by never even we never even got in the room and played the songs together before it was on a vinyl you know it's just crazy it's 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 pretty wild how it all happened so fast 
Yeah, that's amazing. And you, uh, you guys just got back from tour. Like, you've been touring straight through, or yeah, I know much. Todd yeah. is a fucking road dog, so I'm sure he. Oh yeah, yeah, he's put he's, you guys in motion yeah, right away. Work. <laughs> yeah, we basically done like four runs. Like the very first run we did was like six or seven shows with that band Four Years Strong and a band called Light Years from Ohio. And then right after that, we did the Pure Noise Tour. Those are big shows. That's like a big shows right away. The very first show we ever played as a band was, uh, I think it was like, I think it was sold out. It was like 650 people in Portland, Maine. (laughs) I've never been there in my life. And that was the very first time Can't Swim and played in front of anybody. So, yeah, it was... the girl in mirror eyes just said their first show was war tour. <laughs> yeah, dude. It. Yeah, like, what, what, is <laughs> what is happening? Dude, I know. It's a, a different world. <laughs> my first show was to eight people. <laughs> no, I know. Well, in my defense, which I'm not thinking because you can hate me if you'd like, but I've been playing <laughs> in front of nobody for, for you know, a close... Um, what am I now? 27? And I think I started playing drums and band when I was like 13, you know, 13 or 14, and in front of no one, five. Yeah, I'd yeah, be psyched if you got double digits, you know. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and then right after Four Years Strong, we did the Pure Noise Tour, which was with uh, a couple of Pure Noise bands. And then right after that, we did... Which, ba- um, which bands? Which bands was on that? Pure Noise Tour was uh, Hit the Lights, Seaway... And then a band called Boston Manor was supposed to be on it. They're from the UK, uh, and sadly, I think got messed up with their visas like last minute, and they had to drop off. So it was just uh, us, Seaway, and Hit the Lights. And then right after that, we had like a week off, maybe five days off, and then we went with um, uh, it's called Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Um, yep, yep. And then a woman named Allison Weiss. Who's just like a? Sometimes she plays. Oh with yeah, band, she's like a singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah. Um, usually plays with the band, or sometimes plays with the band. And then this tour, it was just a, a solo act. And then a new band, also a very new band called Cold Collective, from Boston, which was cool because we weren't the only full band. So it was us two, and then Aaron West and Allison Weiss. And then right after that tour, we just got off. Um, a band called Moose Blood, also from the UK. Um, we just—it was a short run. We just got off of it yesterday or two days ago. It was like nine shows. Um, Moose Blood and a band called Young and Heartless from Pennsylvania. So, yep, and I'm familiar with them too. Yeah, and you're cool. and right into the right into the studio to record. Yep, yep. We uh we kind of took a break. We've done it in pieces so far. Um. Like I mentioned before, with Danny being the producer, it's kind of uh, pretty easy to book studio time because the dude is in the band. So whenever we have time in between tours, we've been tracking songs. And right now we have 16 new songs for the full length, and I'm sure we'll pick like 10 or 11 or 12 or something. Um, But yeah, pretty much going about it the same way, just recording it all ourselves and having Danny put his magic on it and mix it. Um, and then I'm not 100% sure, but it should be out by like December, January time, I think is the, is the plan. Um, and that's it, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last couple of months. <laughs> your, your first, uh, 
your first tour, like the Four Years Strong tour. Yeah. Like, well, how many songs did you play? How many songs did you play in your set? I think we did six, six or seven. We did all five off the EP, which we, you know, we only had five released, and then we did two new songs. Um, so you had them written. Though. You had them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We now, did you write those new songs? Like, did you write them as a band since you had already recruited these dudes? Or sure, yeah, I had like did... a lot of ideas that kind of didn't make Death Is Us a name, but um, yeah, I would definitely say that this new full length is more of a collaborative kind of project for sure. Um, I think we work pretty routine. Like you know, each song kind of comes together in a similar way. Like um, I'll have like the general idea and I'll demo it on my laptop like I did in the past and then I'll send it to the guys um, and they'll give me their two cents and we'll switch parts and change parts or scrap ideas that they don't like. Um, It's kind of cool. It's kind of like having like three producers, you know, in the band where each one of them kind of hears like the important, like, I mean, it's funny to think of the dynamic now because it, it's it's working pretty well um like our guitar player is very like melody driven and i can really like vibe if something is working with him because he'll kind of just like not react to it and then i kind of know i have to go back to the drawing board um and then danny is like such a great engineer sound guy he's always like telling me to put a different chord here or switch this um and then Greg, our bass player, is, like, a very technical guy. He's, like, very, like, musically trained, and um, he always kind of, like, pushes the envelope. Like, oh, dude, like, that's cool. Like, it's pretty standard. Like, why don't we try to do something like this, you know? So it, it's working out pretty great. Um, but, yeah, I definitely would say that this is more of a collaborative effort than the EP. Um, and, yeah, it's cool, which is totally fine by me. I, it's not like I'm – I don't think I'm – a very uh, perfectionist or like, uh, or like egotistical. Like I have no problem listening to them and taking taking advice. Um, I think we have like a pretty good unit going. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been. I was nervous. Like I was like, oh shit, did I like get myself in over my head here? Like I, I wrote five songs. Can I write one more? But it's been uh, it's been with with them helping me. It's definitely a lot a lot easier to go about. <laughs> Is it the same uh, kind of vibe and style as the as the EP? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we we were pretty uh, we were pretty open. Like you know, I think some songs like I look at it kind of like as a spectrum. You know, we have like the heavier songs, and then we have kind of like the poppier, lighter songs. I think the full length has more drastic ways in each of those directions. Like. We have some pretty soft songs. We have some pretty like faster, aggressive songs. Um, but yeah, totally the same vibe. You know, two guitars, a bass, and loud vocals. You know, we didn't like make a jazz song or a fusion song. I played the EP for a friend of mine, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this sounds like something you would like." I was like, "What the fuck does that mean, asshole?" <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Oh, it sounds like a new band doing the '90s." Totally. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, are you influenced? Like, are you influenced by that, uh, that world, or is that just like a a, a byproduct of, of what you are influenced by? 
Um, no, I definitely think, I mean, I'm 27 now, so I guess the 90s were, like, a little pre my time, but, um, I have, like, the reason I I started playing drums and, like, the reason I got into, like, punk rock and stuff was my Uncle Mike, and he played in a bunch of punk bands in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, the stuff I, I, you know, like, quote-unquote grew up listening to was definitely from that era, like, uh, he was into, like two kind of different things, like the super hardcore stuff, like uh, like the Gorilla Biscuits or like Minor Threat or whatever. But then he was also into like the alternative, like the Lemonheads and like the early Goo Goo Dolls stuff, um, Elliot Smith. Like he got me into all that stuff. So I definitely think, yeah, being um, referred to as like a 90s type of band is definitely accurate. It's definitely like a big part of what I grew up listening to. Um yeah, I think that's I think that's an accurate description of Can't Swim. I'd like to think so. Hodge uh, posted something on Twitter about like getting to see you, and I, I didn't I had never heard of the band. I was like, oh, it's a cool name. I trust this dude, Hodge. Let me see what's up. <laughs> and yeah, I just I that night like I listened to it like twice in the EP, just twice through in a row, and I was like, God, and sick, and I immediately hit up Hodge. I was like, yo. Get these guys on the podcast. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm mad though. I'm, I'm very upset that you're. These are the first five songs you ever wrote. <laughs> Dude, I know. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. So you, you learned guitar to write these songs. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, like I, you know, like being in bands like my whole life, obviously. There's, so you picked there it were, up. Yeah. yeah, there were guitars around, but I never owned one. And actually, funny enough, I still don't own one. I'm still using my <laughs> other guitar players. Yeah, I know it's retarded. Um But yeah, I knew like you know certain notes and like you know like the root notes. But um, it was more just like a power chord kind of you know uh, ability that I had. But yeah, I just like started learning a little bit about a little theory, you know, thirds and sevenths rather than just the standard root notes. Um, and then, yeah, I, like, just had, like, a lot of patterns in my head over the years that never, like, came to fruition because I only knew how to play the drums. And, yeah, man, it, yeah, it's funny, dude. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. I know. I hope I don't come off, like, pompous when I talk like that. But it's, no, like, no, not at all, not at all. Truth. It really funny. is just, like, kind of just went for it, you know, like, just doing it for fun and then... But like I said, Danny and the rest of the guys definitely made it make more sense than the demos did because I listen back now and they were pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what made you like you just kind of skirted the issue earlier? What what was it about being the front man, being the songwriter that that attracted you to? leave the drum set behind? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like like I said, it definitely wasn't something I ever wanted to do. Not that I'm, like, saying I'm, like, ungrateful that it's happening now, but it definitely wasn't, like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get behind the drums and show everybody I'm a star. It was, uh, it was just something that I started doing for fun. Um, I guess, like, like lyrically, you know, I had, like, a lot of stuff on my mind. I never really wrote lyrics down. I always heard that, like, you should write about it. So it was all, like, kind of just, like, a thing that I was doing for myself, kind of just to pass the time. Um, 
But now it's definitely pretty funny because it's pretty different being behind a drum set and then being the front guy, you know. Um, I thought I would dread it actually a lot more than it's it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but um, it's definitely different playing drums and singing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. I guess I'm getting I'm getting the hang of it. There was no uh, like urge to to come out at all. Like, was it like a like a coming out sort of? Or <laughs> I mean, there was like a certain like particular event on my mind that I when I started the idea going in my head of like, oh, you should do a band and you should write the songs. There was, like, an event, like, you know, between me and an ex-girlfriend. Like, it was, like, a whole... And I was like, okay, like, that would make sense. Like, that would kind of give this whole project, like, a little bit of purpose rather than just learning how to play guitar on YouTube. You know, like, look at it as if it was just, like, you know, a therapeutic. <laughs> as lame as that thing. You know, like... Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of just to, to get it off my chest a little bit. And then it kind of, like, a kind of like pushed me a little bit to like make it good you know it's like something that you know i i held pretty dear to me and like was pretty important in my life and i was like well if i'm going to be singing about this stuff it can't be shit songs so i think it kind of like kept me motivated to like learn more and uh you know to really like buckle down and make the songs as good as i could make them um yeah i guess that answers the question i hope yeah yeah that's it that makes more sense. You know what I mean? That's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, oh, this is revenge. Oh, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't just like, oh, no, I just like, bought a new laptop. Like, uh, there's more to it. Yeah, there's a little more to it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, you're heat-fucking these songs. I get it. Okay, all right. <laughs> How do you know Hodge? We're just from flooring and stuff, or... Uh, yeah, Hodge is a very, very old friend of mine. Me and him, um, well, we actually used to play music together years and years ago. He lived in a very, uh, close to me in New Jersey. Um, I met him through, yeah, through playing shows, and then, um, we stayed friends. I was like a groomsman at his wedding. He's very close to me, and, uh, I feel very privileged to have him on the team, um, I actually got to see him two or three nights ago. Uh, yeah, actually, I know you, my friend. I've met you um, a few years ago, I do believe. Your name sounded familiar when I saw it. I yeah. A friend of mine named Dylan, was, um, who's also Dylan a Long Island Ebra, legend. Ebra, what is it? Abraham Mimian? Yeah, 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 I know. I, I always... I always fuck it up too, and yeah, he was playing violin for Taking Back Sunday, and and you were there as well. Yeah, that was I guess the 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 Tell Your Friends Ten. Tour. Yeah, you were doing some uh, falsetto backups. Yeah, falsetto. But um, yeah. what uh, what show were you at, or what shows? I think I did the Starland Ballroom one for sure, but there might have even been another one. I can't remember. Or was there two nights at Starland? Yeah, I don't remember. Might have been man. two nights in a row or something like that. Yeah, I have terrible, uh, terrible memory. Do you know the rest of those guys? The rest of Gabriel the Brain guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do. I certainly do. Do you 
What, did you know him early on? Do you know Mark, the first bassist? Mark, which one was that? Uh, before the Asian bassist. They had a white oh, even before the Asian bassist. Yeah, yeah, early, early. Like when maybe, I first met those dudes. Yeah, maybe uh, not. Maybe I was post-Asian. I don't remember. Uh, it's not important, but the this kid, Mark, uh, very good dude. Uh, awesome. He's a he's a cook at a restaurant called an Empalon, I think it's pronounced. Okay. Dude, it's a dude. He makes the sickest food. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I ate there the other day and I was like blown away by it. I was like, that's dude, great. you're all grown up and like. I know. <laughs> chef. Is it on Long Island or is it in the city? No, it's in the city. It, it's oh, on West Fourth. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. But uh. Yeah, those those Gabriel the Marine guys, like I met them, they were like seventeen or something. Yeah, super young. And, yeah, and like they were they were so good. They were like the best band. They were the best band I had ever heard at that point. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I, and incredible I, I, musicians. I, yeah. So so upset that they didn't do anything. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I thought so too. Like the first time. I heard about it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to take off. This is fantastic. But, you know, I guess just bad timing or whatever it was, you know, sucks. Yeah, it is a real, that's real. Uh, thinking about them now, man, that bums me out, man. Those kids are I know. awesome. And such, like, and, like, the nicest dudes, like, not, like, you know, like, incredibly talented. Oh, yeah, it's not, yeah, not shitty at all. No, just, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started... Uh, going to see them play when uh, Mark was in the band, and then they replaced Mark with uh, with Robbie, who I think is from Jersey also. Uh, maybe that sounds right. Yeah. I want to say maybe he was in Stick to Your Guns, maybe. or maybe is there a band this town needs guns? I don't know. Uh, Robbie was in. I don't know. He's from Jersey. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but then yeah, then I then I lost track. Then it was like nine other bass players after that. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that too. They kind of couldn't get like the right guy, the right fit. Damn man, that band. What a bum out. <laughs> totally. I wonder if they. I wonder if that happened now. If they would hmm. do better, where they yeah. could just record and not have to worry about. Uh. You know, they could just keep producing music and not sure, have to sure, yeah, yeah. worry about the, the touring the, uh, aspect, the show's aspect. I think the singer does a new band that I actually heard. It's pretty actually, it's pretty fucking great. It's called uh, Peru, I believe, P-E-R-U. And it's huh. like a, it's got like a horn or, I don't know, the song I heard is incredibly catchy, incredibly like well-written. Um, and I don't know if it's any other of the dudes from Gabriel the Marine, but... Um, Sick, sick song, sick voice, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, dude, yeah. Very His talented voice is kid. incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure Dylan's playing in, like, some orchestra somewhere or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kept in touch with him. He's, like, in Paris, like, shooting a movie or something. Oh, of course. Like, act- what? Yeah, he's, like, acting in a movie. Yeah, he's a crazy <laughs> dude. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it's, like, it's probably not, like, it's the artsiest movie, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kid, I watched, yeah, I watched that kid grow up, basically. It was, yeah, uh, very yeah, weird. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
We're, uh, you're from Jersey, small town? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was born in Brooklyn. My my family's from New York and Brooklyn, and we moved out here when I was like seven, I guess, five, or maybe five or six. Um, but yeah, New Jersey's like home to me. I, I grew up here. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a beach town, the town I grew up in. It's like kind of like a rundown boardwalk kind of vibe. Uh, super small. Right near Point Pleasant? Kind of, yeah, like, like, like closer to the city, like maybe like a half hour north of Point Pleasant. Um, but my family's from New York, so I've, you know, growing up, I've always kind of gone back and forth. Um, I lived in Brooklyn for a while after high school. I've always, New York and New Jersey have always kind of been home. What about you, man? You're always Long Island or what? I was, I'm always Long Island. I was born in Queens, but I don't remember really any of that stuff. Sure. Where uh, in Long Island do you live? I was, I grew up in Plainview. I live in that page now. Oh, nice. I spent uh, spent a couple of years in Philly uh, oh. with a woman from Plain Pleasant, actually. Oh, I see. And, uh, that was Philly was great. I uh, have like a lot of. I love that city. I still love that city. But, yeah, Philly's uh, awesome. Long Island's my home, and uh, I like it. I like it here. That's, awesome. That's great. I just I don't like the traffic. But uh, yeah, well, at least it, it gave you something to something to do. Yeah, it's gonna sound productive <laughs> with the time. But, uh, a, yeah, I love that idea. I think it's great. Thanks, man. Thanks. Just, uh, <laughs> dude, it's brutal. Like, some days, like, some days it will take an hour and 45 minutes at the same time of day that oh. the following week will take 45 minutes. Oh, totally. There's no and rhyme like, or reason. I've been telling people that my whole life. It's, it's Yeah, there's no formula. So, <laughs> it's just like, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So angry, yeah. angry, like just no, I agree. Yeah. on the steering wheel, angry. <laughs> like getting angry thinking about it now. Oh yeah, I'm sure you are. Like it took it took an hour to get into the city today. So an hour and fifteen minutes to get into the city today, okay. at a time of day when yesterday it's a it would have taken forty minutes or thirty five minutes. Yeah, you know. Just like, oh no, yeah, it's wh- not. Like, why? What, what are we doing? Right. What's changed? <laughs> Nothing. So frustrating. <laughs> but this is quick. I got home quick today, man. I'm getting off my exit right now, actually. That's incredible. I love it. Quick. Yeah. Usually it's like road work. Uh, coming home, the BQEs usually uh all backed up. They're uh, I guess they're widening it or uh, I don't know. They're either widening the BQE or. Yeah, they're always the doing. Stuff. I feel like they've been, like been construction on that since like 1999. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like the first was the Williamsburg. They did all this stuff in the Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah finally done with that, and the other, I guess, the Kosciuszko. But yeah, usually it's like real bad. I guess I don't know. I just, uh, maybe that's a trick. I got to leave five minutes later, ten minutes later. So, or you got to just talk to me on the phone every night. <laughs> yeah, you you make it. You make uh. You make traffic go away, Chris. Yeah, dude. That's perfect. You're the traffic whisperer. <laughs> Listen, man, thank you very, very much for doing this. Dude, of course, uh, man. I was happy to do it. And uh, your band's great, and I hope uh, I, I hope nothing but the best for you guys. Thanks, and I uh, can't wait to hear the album. Cool, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, no, thank you.
All right, buddy. You're a jerk, Neil.